Hi, I'm Sam from The Kitchen's on Fire here. Just wondered if you really enjoy the podcast, which you do, because it's awesome and I'm brilliant, even though James brings it down a bit. If you could please subscribe to the podcast, like it, leave a review, all of that stuff means a lot. It means that we're big shots and we're better than any other podcast, so if you could do that, it'd be great. Also, follow us on Instagram, at TickyOff, on Twitter. What's that? TickyOff. I changed it. Ticky off. So ticky off everywhere. Like, subscribe, follow, all of that jazz, all of that caper. I love you. Goodbye. Oh, hi there. I'm Will from Drop Wine, um, and I'm just checking in to tell you how excited we are to be sponsoring The Kitchen is on Fire. Drop is an app for London wine lovers, and we deliver wine from our charming little shop on Drury Lane in Covent Garden, anywhere in London, in Zones 1 and 2, and one or two other places. We've got a wonderful selection of wines. Go to dropwine.co.uk to download the app, and if you've never used it before, we'll give you £10 off your first order when you enter Kitchen on Fire in the promo code. Thanks, guys. Hot mics. Hottest. You all right? Yeah. Very good. You all right? Are you going to wear that? Yeah. During the pod? Yeah. Cool. Until I get hot. Oh, we haven't turned the stuff off. Uh, shall we? Yeah. All right. Do you want to take that off or no? No, I'm keeping it on. It, it's, it's cold. It's chilly, Sam. You know? This is my winter warmer of a jacket. What film are you going to watch tonight, you fucking psychopath? Um, what am I going to watch tonight? I mean, I've got a list. I started making a list of the films I need to watch as well. Right. Uh, game Night. But I'll probably watch that with Ab, because that looks like a sort of fun, funny one. That, what's uh, Game Night? Um, in my head, it's got Jason Bateman in it. Bateman. Jason Bateman in the basement. Um, but that might be wrong. I don't know. I'm, uh, probably not, because I'm out tonight, aren't I? So I'm probably run out of time, and I'm opening tomorrow, so... Ooh. Doing a, doing a late one, Ouch. I think I've done an opening on a hangover yet. Have you not? Mm, well, not on a major one, no. I had an opening after I threw up. That was bleak. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about that tonight, aren't we, Sam, with our guest? Oh, uh, yeah. Get, the poisoner. Get into that. Um, uh, are you enjoying, you know, your expanded role within the uh, Sons and Daughters milieu? I am, actually, yeah. You said today we were talking to... Um, one of our team, and um, you were saying, oh, how nice it is to be there and working, and blah, blah, blah. and I was like, hey, actually, I am as well. Especially because I think our team's great, which I know everyone would say, probably, especially if they were recording it, but genuinely I just think, like, they're just a great bunch, and I like kind of like hanging out with them. Who's your least favourite? Uh, you. OK. Um, outside of you, I really like everyone. That's good. Nah, I like you You got a bit too. ratty today a couple Did of I? times. Yeah. I don't think I did, did I? I didn't feel was ratty it today, today. Maybe it was the other day. A bit what, ratty. Why? What happened? I can't remember. Some, you know, like standard back of house, front of house, like lost ticket, what's this order, who's going, you know. Who's, you know. I, don't, I don't remember getting ratty today. It was a relatively calm shift yeah. today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. Well, a little too calm for my liking. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It felt busy in the kitchen, but it wasn't never sort of kicked off. Yeah. You know, very small waves. You know, if you're a surfer... You'd be disappointed. You wouldn't want to be in the kitchen at <laughs> no, S&D. No. Because the waves were not big enough. No, it was sort of paddling waves, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. 
kind of felt like we started with good energy and then it just definitely... Oh, I was just trying to make a joke of it, but now you, yeah. you, know, you genuinely have nothing out. to talk about. Um, well, I do, uh, you know, what am I going to talk about? I just like watch loads of films these days. Talk about, about the fucking films, Barry Norman. Uh, oh, I watched People The Lighthouse. Like, uh, yeah, okay, from review, The you Lighthouse. The your Twitter is all like... Oh, that was a weird film. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not a funny a... joke, but I only put stuff it's on Twitter get... that makes me laugh. The last laugh. one got two likes. So Did it? Don't... That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't really... I'm not good with Twitter. Um, yeah, I watched The Lighthouse last night. It was a weird film, to be fair. It was unusual. Isn't that his thing, though? Totally, yeah. Um, and it was good. I mean, I reckon you could safely cut 20 minutes out of it, but, um, but it was good. There's actually some sort of food-related stuff in there that's great. Yeah, yeah. Big. Do they eat like a pie or no? They eat a lot of salt cod. You Are they in a lighthouse? They're in a lighthouse. That's why it's called the lighthouse. Yes, yeah, two guys go to the lighthouse to do their four week stint, and then they don't get picked up um, because there's a big storm, and one of them goes steadily more insane, and the other one is probably insane when he arrives. Uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. So that sounds like quite an uninteresting storyline. That sounds like a very pat storyline. So um, what do they do? To whip in. Well, it's shot in black and white, and they use these ancient lenses, and it's shot in like a I don't know the what the actual um, frame ratio, whatever it's called, ratio. Yeah, yeah, is but it's like a box basically. Right. It's not the whole screen in the cinema. Uh, so like it's beautiful for Instagram. Looking. Yeah, it's super. It's really beautiful looking film. But do you think? So do you think we've got to the point where we've run out of stories? Because either films are remakes, yeah, or the USP is the technical stuff, like 1917 or The Lighthouse. Right. Beca- and The Lighthouse, like, oh, two guys get stuck in a room and they go mad. But like, that's, you know, we've run out of stories, haven't we? I'd say... We that. have, haven't we? Okay, do you want me to say that? No, just you say what you think. Okay. But I'll... we have, haven't we? Yeah, okay. I'd say... We've all... run out of stories. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing. What do you want me but to we've say? run out of stories, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we've run out of stories. There's no more stories to There's tell. No, no more stories to tell, no. But what do you think? <laughs> I, I agree with you. That, what? that we've run out of stories. Because yeah. we've run out of... There's no more. No, no more. We've run out. I think all the filmmakers in the world heard your story about Johnny Borrell and were like, yeah. There's no more stories. No. There's not, we're done. There's not many stories in the sushi face-off genre, I wouldn't, I'd say. If there is, I haven't seen them. That would be a good ver- remake of Face Off. Yeah, but based but it's around. Cage and Travolta eating sushi. Yeah. And it, one looks like a tuna, but it's actually a prawn. I mean, a lot of people say, James, that there's only one story anyway. The story of love. No, no, no. Just that the, every story is exactly the same. Every story fits into the same. The same arc. Yeah. I thought, that, yeah, but there are also s- seven stories as well. Like there's the. Yeah. Who, who was it who wrote, wrote the thing about the arc? Someone. Because um, it's a situation of stasis, but they want something yeah. to try and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it? his face? Uh, D- uh, Campbell. Donald. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Campbell. Um, seriously, though, do you think we've run out of stories? <laughs> yeah, clearly we've run out of stories. I still don't understand this joke. But it's right. not a joke. Okay. I, I don't, for some reason, I turn it into a joke because you weren't really. All right. No, no, I don't agree that we've run out of stories. Okay. I'd say all stories are based on the same underlying principles, but what you put in them can be whatever you want to Will you take my point, though, that it's notable that a lot of films these days are either remakes or they throw in a lot of technical stuff to make it... Just like the 1917 wasn't a particularly interesting story. Yeah. Guy's got to go and bring a message. Could have been... That could have been done in a minute. It's like, you jump, you know, gets in a car, drives, says, mate, (laughs) stop what you're up to. Yeah. It's absolute folly. 
Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think the lighthouse is sort of. Um, I don't know how uh, it got really good reviews, apart from one bad one that we talked about yesterday. But um, I think it's a really good film. But um, what is it? No, it's not sort of massively enjoyable. I guess a lot of it. There's a good bit where uh, Willem Dafoe is bellowing at um, uh, our pats. Our pats. Uh, I mean, they've run out of booze, so they're drinking gasoline, basically. Um, you know, they've also run out of what? stories. Yeah. Uh, and he's just yelling at him, asking him, say, uh, tell me you're fond of me lobster. Because he cooks some lobsters at one point. Uh, and Robert Patterson's refusing to say that he enjoys mm-hmm. the cooking of... Uh, mean. Of, yeah, really mean. And those lobsters look good. And there's like a lot of them. Eat a big old bowl of lobsters. Probably go mad from eating too much lobster. It'd be full of mercury. Yeah, I think you're more likely to go mad from drinking paraffin and gasoline. But they put some honey in it, though, so I'm sure it's delicious. Why didn't they just start making mead to um, run out of booze? There wasn't a lot going on there. Exactly. Might as well make some mead. Yeah. But, you know, there's work to be done. So what other films have you watched on your... Let's, okay, let's try and make it, you know, pertinent to the podcast. Right. What, what other films have you watched that have had food in them <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't think this is very interesting but looking at this what has food our job is it? to make it interesting Sam is that your fucking list yeah that's my list I'm oh. a bit disappointed because it would have been a film a day since January the 1st but I'm one short of one a day well watch two at the weekend I know but currently I'm behind up, the eight ball Chris that's what I'm saying uh, food no not, it's not really no I haven't really watched a lot of food related stuff Uncut gems, no food in that? Is there any food in that? No, don't think there is an uncut gems. Um, no. the, I bet this is our guest. I'm outside now. You're fucking early, mate. <laughs> and we're trying to be funny about films. Hello? James, hey, Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good, good. Um, I might be a few minutes late. I'm just getting on the tube at uh, Angel now. No worries. Uh, what am I bringing with me? Just yourself? Just myself. I vaguely remember we were a bit drunk talking last time going, am I, am I bringing booze? Is that a thing? Or was I no. just drunk and thinking about booze? We've got booze. Hey, you got booze? We've got okay, some wine. That's the thing. Oh, great. Bring some pasta um, if you like. Well, I'm already... I've come from a building site, um, uh, so um, I don't have any pasta. Some bricks. Me, um, uh, have you got any I'm jumbo like, rubble sacks? <laughs> jumbo... Rubbles, I don't even know what that is. Uh, I'll tell you about it when you get here. No, no worries, mate. We'll see you in a minute. Is there any, is there any food there? I'm starving. N- no. Okay, I'll pick up something. <laughs> I'll see if I can pick up a sandwich or something. All right, right. mate. Uh, see you shortly. Okay. Bye. Bye. He was angling for a free BS&D there, wasn't he? He doesn't, oh, it, he doesn't even know what a jumbo rubble sack is. It's embarrassing. <sighs> right, let's move on from films. What you got, James? Um. Ah... I cooked some Aligo the other day. Did you? From um, Chef Alex Jackson's book, Sardine. I'd like to go there. It's a lovely book. It's a lovely restaurant. He's a lovely chap. He's, we need to get him on the pod. I think he's, uh, I think he's a fan. And, you know. Do you know I, I've never been to his restaurant. I'd like to. But every time... I say a fan. He listens. Uh, every time I read about Sardine or I've seen the cover of that book, Places... And in my head, he's the guy from MasterChef who opened that restaurant that's named after a national song. Va- Vandalile. No, yeah, right, that's... Um, Is he called Alex? Alex, Alex Rushmer. Rushmer. Yeah, in my head, they're the same person. Clearly, they're not. Different humans. Different human beings. Pomalago, delicious. T- 
tell the listeners what pom go is, James, for the listeners who don't know. It's a, it's like mashed potato, right. but um, like I've never dug that whole um, Jean Robuchon pom puree, like equal parts butter and potato, because it's just it's a wet slop. I mean, I know it's not the same as mashed potato, but people sort of put them in the same bracket. Yeah. They're not the same bracket. Somehow Aligo bridges those two dishes. In that, I, I mean, I didn't do the maths, but I'm pretty sure it's equal parts potato and fat. But the fat is made up of cheese. What cheese? Traditionally, tom de contal, right. or just contal, or you could use a uh, gruyere, which is what I used. Or, or red leicester. Red leicester. You could use Wensleydale cranberries in it, if yeah. you want to be Delicious. a bit edgy. And festive. Yeah, boursin, du pain. Uh, no, forget the pain, yeah. just do the boursin. Yeah. But lots of vin. Um, petit salut. Port salut. Yeah. Basically any cheese you like. Yeah. But probably best not most of those. Uh, we did it with Gruyere, Comte, and Raclette. Oh, nice. Just because I had them kicking out. You know how I like a fridge forage sound. That's unbelievable that you're just packing those cheeses. Just, yeah, just well, Rosie's around. been shooting Sally Clark's book. Right. So a lot of cheese going on in that book. And... Um, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, it really was quite the flavour flav, and uh, it really gets your arm muscles going because you've got to beat the shit out of that potato and you you mash it using your mouly legume. Yeah, obviously, don't bother to peel the potatoes. No need. And then you just beat in. Yeah, so sorry. Equal. Uh, you've got equal parts potato and fat, and the fat being half again of cheese, and then butter, whole milk, cream. And you just go at it, go at it, and keep going at it until it basically is not pouring consistency. But if it, you can like string it up with your spoon, yeah. And we had it with a bit of duck and gravy and some greeny things. Nice. I never cooked duck either. Turns out duck's delicious. Yeah. What kind? Of, what do you have? Like some some. I wanted a whole duck, or but they didn't have whole duck, so I got two legs and two breasts, which is basically a whole duck. Yeah, but just minus the ribs cage. Yeah, and the back, and so I braised the legs with a mirepoix and some red wine. Later became the jus, and then um, and then just pan pan fried the uh, the breasts. Did you? Cold, cold pan skin down. Cold pan skin yeah, down. Lovely, classic. Master Chef, uh, the yeah. celebrities actually. That'd be a classic one. Yeah. What are you doing for your main? I'm doing some duck breasts. Pans Putting them into the. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, actually, yeah. they say hot pan. But Any celery cold. in your mirepoix? No, it makes it very yeah, bitter. Can make it very, very bitter. bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never cooked duck breast, and also quite good value. Duck. Yeah, legs tend to be. Breasts can be a bit... I was at Hill and Drop. What, you know, I think usually in there you drop a fucking ton on... Drop a drop. I think it was 15 quid for two legs and two breasts, which I guess is quite a lot, but... Yeah. Anyway, delightful. Wow. Delightful scenes. Had uh, friends of the podcast, George and Lizzie. Yeah. And they ate well. George, and then they beat us George at Reynolds, Arctic. renowned for his work for the Bow Group. <laughs> And then they uh, beat us at Articulate. And then we drank a bottle of tequila together. It was great. Tequila? Yeah. After the duck? After dinner. Wow. After dinner, tequila. Tekkers. That's amazing. What did you have with the tequila? Just ice. Yeah? Just on, on the rocks. Because it was like, oh, do we want whiskey or whatever? And then I said, I've got some really good tequila. Should we just have some tequila? Loved it. Felt 
clean as a whistle the next day. Did you? Mm-hmm. That's good. Good tequila, no hangover. Do you reckon? I've got some good tequila at home, but it's get, get a fear. Tequila and soda as well is quite a nice pre-dinner. Yeah. Foundation. So I cooked that. Nice. Cooked it right up. What cooking have you done, Sam? Probably done a lab. Probably done fucking fatty. No. You not done a fatty? No. I told you. I did a fatty two weeks ago um, for the newts in honour of the very first time the newts ever came round. I cooked a fatty and they really enjoyed it. And I gave Ash a recipe on how to make a fatty and he returned the favour. And I hadn't actually made one for a long time. But what I realised about a fatty is it's better the, se- the day after cold for breakfast. It's disagree. Delicious. That's a hard disagree. It's absolutely delicious. I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. But, but I think it's more enjoyable the day after. Cold rice, no. Yeah, cold rice, delicious. No. Cold fried rice. No. Brilliant. You're frying the rice in your fatty. No, but cold fried rice is delicious. Oh, right. Yeah, cold fried rice, I'm yeah. into that. The gas. I mean, I fry, I fry the rice before I cook the rice. Do you? Yeah. Toast it up. Toast it up, yeah, with the onions. Whenever. No, 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 no. For, Just um, for a fatty. For a fatty, yeah. So cook the onions down and then turn the heat up, throw in the rice till it's like golden, then throw in chicken stock and just boil the fuck out of it and put um, chickpeas in it. I like that. Yeah. I like that tecker sound. With, uh, yeah, cumin, coriander. Yeah. In the rice? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Powder, powder, powders. Oh, yeah. yeah dusts, flavour dusts. I quite like all that flavour dust going to the tomato sauce. Keep yeah, the rice relatively neutral. But I keep the, the, uh, the tomato sauce, I just do um, garlic and cinnamon. Ooh, cinnamon. Yeah, but not too much, just enough. Is it Christmas? Yeah, it's a weird choice. It's not something I'd usually go for, but it works in a fatty. Doesn't sound good. Garlic yogurt, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Parsley, coriander. Mint. Pita bread. No mint. No mint. That'd be disgusting. What meat? Chicken. Meat of a chicken that I uh, used. I made the bacon spice from the, um, uh, what's it called? Not these new Puritans. Black Axe Mangal. Um, (laughs) Book. Um, sounds like you're throwing too much spice at this. It sounds like a confused it's dish. It's a full flavour dish. Is it, I don't go just for one flavour. No, who does? Yeah, you but, go for one. You're very no, boring. You're oh, like, I need this to be neutral. I need to be this neutral, 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 neutral. And then what have you got? A flavourful tomato sauce and everything else tastes of nothing. It's nonsense. All right? You come round to my house, you're going to get beaten up by flavour in a good way. All right. I think you just nominated yourself to be the kitchen person at S&D. So we're going to swap roles. And you can do the kitchen. Because you are the king of the flavour. I'm king of flavour, yeah. I'm not the king of construction. Although I can build a fatty. Fatty's enormous. I cook, always make far too much. So you have leftovers. But yeah. So there you go. It's about the only interesting thing that I've cooked recently. It's all that cold rice you're eating that's making you sick in the night. Don't blame Tim for it. Nah, that's good. Love for cold rice. Cold fatty. Delicious. Don't know what's wrong with you. Don't wrinkle your nose up on me. Don't know what. Hang on, so you cooked all this... Ah, uh, so there's four of you. Four. Right. One, two, three, four. Did they enjoy it? I don't know. Oh, actually, this is quite good, actually, talking about food, recipes, cooking, George <laughs> how, Reynolds. How strange we have a food podcast and um, for a change. But no, t- purely because I was inspired by uh, bow representative George Reynolds yep. uh, on Instagram the other day, where he uh, put a photo of what he calls his Green Lane salad, which was tomatoes with sumac, uh, mint, red onion... Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that sounds... Do you know what? I'm going to make George Reynolds' Green Lane salad uh, the other day. And it was disgusting. It was not nice at all. 
too much sumac in it. Yeah. Right. So, like dry sumac on tomatoes. I mean, they were terrible tomatoes. Yeah, so he, that's probably he, where you went wrong. No, 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 no. But he had fancy Natura tomatoes, but it wasn't the tomatoes tasting of nothing. They're not unpleasant. They just don't taste of anything. It was all the sumac there. Pomegranate molasses, tomatoes. Wasn't good. So, George, if you're at a cookbook, Poor I'd George that is getting one. a kicking every week now. Well, until he holds his hands up to the fact that he's on the payroll. Maybe you just about. got the balance of the dish not quite right. No, I absolutely nailed it. It would have been better than George's. But he did a, re- did he do a recipe? Well, ish. Did he do a recipe? Well, ish, yeah. Yeah? It wasn't specific yeah. amounts. Okay, well, yeah. It was like half an onion. So you mate, you've got the amounts a bit wrong. More, more sumac oil or something you than you think. You didn't balance it very... just no, didn't balance it, it was, very well. It was an unbalanceable dish. <laughs> Sounds like it could be delicious. Yeah, it in the was hands, In the hands of a, a skilled capable cook. In the uh, hands of a skilled cook. Okay, maybe I'm a bad cook. Um, did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> I don't know, it was off my head. Someone, yeah. someone asked me that today. I was like, it's what? fucking February. Fuck Sorry. Off. Get out. Yeah. What else is going on? What's going on in the future? Let's not look back, James. Let's, Let's look to the future. What have you got okay, coming up in your life? Okay, this week it's Valentine's. What are you going to be cooking for your loved one this Valentine, Sam? Um, Probably love. When when is it? Because you're in the mood for love. It's not this week, is it? Yes. Fucking hell. If you because you you weren't were you winding me up from the beginning then? <laughs> no. No, you really no. didn't understand that this comes out next yeah, week. I do. Yeah. Uh, what day of the week is it? Next week? Friday, I think. Friday. Friday the thirteenth. Because you've got to get down on Friday. Fourteenth. Um, what am I going to cook? I don't know. I'll ask my wife. I'll say, what do you, what, what do? Do you does, fancy? Does she expect stuff? I mean, no, food-wise? No, no. no, I just say, uh, what do you fancy? It's Valentine's Day. Is there something you fancy? If yeah. there is, we'll have it. If there's not... And you want to go, I fancy you. Mm, no, I mean, probably I'll be like, oh, should we just have something really quick and then we can watch a film? Or two. What are you going to watch? Eyes Wide Shut? Probably not. Although no. that is on the list to rewatch. Valentine's Day? I uh, don't know that film. It's a film. Is it? I think Bradley Cooper might be in it. What are you doing? Is your wife away? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Wow. I will be driving down to the Isle of Wight with my children. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Oh, that's next Friday. Oh, my God. I thought you were doing that this Friday. Oh, no. this Friday in the future. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm not, that's not it's even so a It's basic. It's not it's ba- so basic. It's not basic, is it? It is. It's not. It's that's very... basic instinct. It's complicated. It's... You do this podcast. You put you put it out. Yeah. This isn't live. Are you aware this isn't live? Yes. Yeah, yeah, All right. We all make mistakes. Yeah. So if you're at fleet services and you hear someone audibly having a nervous breakdown slash shouting at their children or both, probably me on Friday evening. The, oh, yeah. What time are you leaving town? 3.30. Pick, pick Tom up from school. Pull him, out, pull him out early. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. I'll tell you where I'll be. I'll be en route to Wales. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Wales, James. God's own country. I will be in Wales for Valentine's Day. What's brought that on? I have no idea. I think my wife took a turn. Um, or hit, worst, hit or? her head or something. I don't know. We're going to Wales for some reason with the kids. We're leaving Chai on Friday and driving to Wales. Lovely. Staying in some sort of shed or something. I don't know. It's very Lovely. confusing. It's not going to be lovely. It's going to be awful. The kids don't want to walk around in the rain. Um, how do you know it's going to rain? Oh, just because oh, it's, it's Wales. Racist. It's February. Racist. It's February and it's me and my wife going somewhere. So it will rain. it's going to rain. Yeah, it usually does. So yeah, I'll be in Wales. What will I be cooking up? It's tough to tell. I mean, we'll probably take some stuff down with us. 
Because they're out of shops in Wales. Well, no, just so you're prepped. So it's like if we get stuck in traffic or something on a Friday night... You start eating some fucking larb in the back of the car. There's not going to be any larb going on because I'm not going to take down an entire array of my... Uh, authentic Thai ingredients. <laughs> Why don't you? That's the beauty of driving. It is, yeah. Bring your whole battery de cuisine. I've got yeah. other things to put in the back of the car. Johnny's, sex toys. Guns. Um, yeah. Going to go and shoot some things. Are you? With guns, yeah. What kind of guns? I don't know, cows? No, not <laughs> cow gun. Cow. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Washing machines, sh- wash longer with cow gun. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, we're not going to shoot anything. We're going to walk around. I'm going to be miserable and kind of wish I was at home. The kids are going to be like, oh, it's raining. Can we just go on the Wi-Fi? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Can we go on the Wi-Fi? Yeah, sorry, people don't talk like that. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be really great. romantic. Lovely. I'm really pumped. Okay. Well, this week on the podcast that some people call The Kitchen Is On Fire, others call Tiki Off, uh, we've got Tim Syadatan from Trullo, the executive, I don't know what he is, founder, co-founder of Trullo and Padella, which opens this week, the new Padella, and that's next week, Sam. Right. The new Padella opens, I believe, this Thursday, unless everything's gone tits up, on Fipp Street in Shoreditch. Tim has very sweetly said, for the next three months, Tiki Off listeners get 100% off the bill. Yeah, just so, prove that you're a subscriber to Tiki Off. Um... And so he's quite quite a big dog at the moment. How do you know it's opening then? Did you get invited to the opening? No, it was on oh. Eater London, oh. next to the Bow Advertorial. <laughs> um, after the jingle, Tim Syadatan. So, uh, yeah, you're literally opening the new Padella next week and you're giving up your time to be with us, uh, idiots. Thank you. Pleasure. How are you feeling? Feeling all right uh, in this minute. Uh, What's what's happened today? Because a lot happens. Yeah, today we had, like, like the mammoth Nisbets delivery come in. Yeah. Uh, I think they're responsible for maybe 5% of the plastic uh, that is floating in the oceans. I mean, it's like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, literally, like a, a, a speed peeler, like in like one little box. Yeah. Bubble yeah. Up. And it's, it's outrageous. I think we had that with teaspoons, actually, in every single teaspoon individually. Yeah. You know. yeah, gastro lids and pan, you know, everything's got its own individual hmm. sheath. And it's mental. Yeah. And they deliver in, like, dribs and drabs the whole time. It's like, well, anyway, whatever. Uh, but it was, it's like, we're up, we're up to, you know, boxes everywhere. Uh, but... Um, it's, that's quite exciting. It is exciting. When you start putting oh, yeah, the stuff yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah, in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Some really, you know, yeah. It's, it's, and and uh, the guys are super excited. And, um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's looking amazing. Like, uh, it's like, so the builders, hand, they handed over to us on Monday. And so this week we've just, you know, our core team have been in there doing everything from setting up the Wi-Fi um, uh, to like seasoning ovens and and then today, yeah, quite a lot of yeah, just as I said, nice bits bits. And then we st- like uh, we didn't start letting people know that it's there. So um, dealing with quite a bit of that stuff, uh, press. Well, the PR, okay, yeah, because yeah, it's only PR, today, wasn't it? That- yeah, that came out earlier on today, and then yeah, interviews with different people just to let them know what's going on, when it's happening, and where it is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, have you got a lot of specialist kit sort of from Italy that's not turned up or? Uh, well, the, we got some. So we we're moving. Like you probably don't know this, but we've got a, a bakery. Yeah. And like, like central like pasta hub on the other side of Borough Market, 
Right. And uh, we've had that sit pretty much since the beginning of Padella. Um, uh, and one of the reasons we're opening a second site is because that space is just not fit for purpose. So um, we have um, been trying to find a space that's got enough juice to serve the, the right. to, to get to the proper toys that we need. And so now we have the proper toys. And actually, the most exciting part of my day, which is really dorky, but if you're if you're a chef, you'd appreciate it. It's like we've got a uh, a rationale oven that you can roll, you know, like with a trolley, roll things into it. And it does, like did an induction with us. Uh, and like it does shit that I didn't even know was possible. What do you mean you trolley in, into so the So it's like a, like a stand-up fridge size, but you but a trolley that you put gastros oh, right. on oh, that you roll so into it. Cool. Oh, man, it's like we would like, I mean. Fuck, See, and, the, I, and I bet that induction was a fun induction because that was our thing with uh, when we opened Sons and Daughters was uh, the the guy who designed the kitchen with us was... Um, Bit, a bit of a nerd, a bit of a geek. So he would say, he's like, I've set you up an induction with everyone, mm. like the the toaster supplier. And the, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of get how a toaster works. That's going to yeah. be really dull. But yeah. if you get one of those inductions, that's actually fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they tend to be like bell ends. These people that come and like talk to you about, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, Fuck off, shut up, because uh, it's normally boring stuff like that. Just, yeah. and it's more about me than it is about them. Yeah, they, these guys. We're like, yeah, you know, try. I just get this like immediate like defense mechanism going because I'm try. I think they're trying to sell me something, but they're not. They're just trying to tell me that this machine that you have bought is really good, and do you want to see the functionality yeah, of it? Yeah. Well, so and you so, just spent fifteen grand on yeah, this. Yeah, so you should yeah, probably yeah. know how it works yeah. fully. Um, so you could just put like a whole cow in, just like hanging up on you a hook put a and whole, just wheel it in. You could put a whole. So you could do a um, not a lot like a large pig. And bigger than a suction pig, no, because they, they, well, this is one of the things they showed oh, yeah. me. So, like a, a, a porchetta, like rolled up, hanging in there. You can do like a whole thing, and <sighs> it smokes, it hydrates, it steams. I didn't need it to like braise some beef shin, and I was so that's why I was like, I don't really care. But then they started telling me, and I was like, oh, suddenly man. the menu in your head just grows and Mate, grows. Star food like, is going to be amazing. Yeah. If you're having a tough day, you just put it on like a low steam and just walk in there yourself, yeah, yeah. just yeah. shut the door behind yeah. you, and just. <laughs> Uh, where's Tim he's in the oven <laughs> yeah. again so that's all good and then our baker Stewie um, uh, was in there for the first day uh, playing with his new oven he's got like a three tier you know proper job uh, and he's yeah everyone's all the chefs are in like you know it's like Christmas so mm. uh, so yeah that was my day and you got your pasta extruders and your well we roll everything by hand so we don't have uh, extruders it's just like you know the classic uh, Imperia yeah 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 but we haven't started that yet we'll, we'll start um we got all the teams starting, new teams starting on Friday and then training. And then we're doing some, I'm saying, before we've got um, a couple of like trial runs, Sunday and Monday. And then, yeah, we're open. And how does it feel um, doing sort of Mark Two of, you know, obviously you've got the fun new ovens and stuff, but it's menu wise, I believe, is relatively similar to what yeah. you're doing in Borough. Does that sort of relieve a little bit of pressure? Because, you know, you know your menus, you know your systems, you mm. know. Or is it, is it still yeah. kind of... I mean, I, Jordan and I were talking earlier, Jordan who run the restaurants with yesterday. I mean, it just, it feels, I think we're just a bit more, uh, we're just more organised. Uh, we got a much better team, like, you know, because it was just Jordan and I when we opened up Padella. Mm. Um, and you're right, I think because we, it's tried and tested now, as opposed to before we'd had the idea, we'd done, you know, all these trial runs, we'd done a load of work to get it to a point of opening, but who fucking knows mm. um uh and so now we've we're almost four years of figuring out a load of stuff 
Uh, yeah, I suppose the, in that respect, it's, it doesn't seem nearly as chaotic. I, I, I remember it being a bit rudderless before, and now it feels like this direction. And it's partly because we've got an amazing ops guy, Gavin, who like has really taken a load of the responsibilities that Jordan and I were doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got all the people in place who have already been uh, working at Padella for a long time who are coming over to do it. So it just feels, yeah, everyone's just a bit more on it. Um, but that, I mean, like, that doesn't mean... For a moment, complacent doesn't mean I'm not sure. like having sleepless nights. It doesn't mean that I'm not also bricking it because Borough, obviously, as up until this day, is 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 working right. Mm-hmm. But Shoreditch is a very different thing, and also I don't, who knows? Like people might go, look, we loved it because there was one of you, and like you know, and you know, for all the reasons that uh, come with being that independent. And then now we're in a very different space. It's you know, very different field, different neighbourhood. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, we're not rolling, you know, we're not like pissing in the wind, but there is a little bit of like, you never know until we open up. And I keep, people keep telling me, oh, you're going to smash it, you're going to smash it, you're going to smash it. I'm like, I don't think we're going to, you know, like, I don't think we're going to smash it. You know, it's certainly nothing guaranteed. And also, I'm like, look, we don't need to smash it. Like, you know, restaurants don't need to be like bonkers, busy, Mm. like, you know, fall to the rafters all the time, which by the way, you know, comes with its problems. Mm. Um, But I'm just, you know, the cash flow is tight. We have like, you know, there's a lot of money going out all of a sudden, nothing coming in. And I'm like, you know, fucking hell, this better work. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the truth. Like, you know, it's like I, there's a double-edged sword that I feel um, I'm certainly not frantic with it, uh, but uh, I'm certainly not thinking this is going to be a walk in the park. And um, we'll see. But you we'll see. A, also, I mean, you took a very long time in mm. sort of modern way of looking at things of how successful Padella was uh, is and to to open a second one it seems like a long time so mm. you, you've obviously learnt so much and as you say to open this and you seem relatively calm mm. um, considering you're opening uh, this week when this pod goes out next week to us but the to, to, yeah time see I just wanted to yeah, prove you I understand still say time next week to Tim I, I, th- I thought that was good <laughs> I thought that was good I thought that explained that I knew time for once yeah. but but you know, to, to wait that long to do it, but also to follow up a hit, which you know, as mm. as modest as you want to be about, Patella's a huge mm. fucking hit, and to wait, why why did you take that long to open a second one? Um, I mean, people have asked me that a couple of times recently, and I'm like, I don't know, I like it, 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 this idea of opening up quickly. Uh, you know, we first of all, we didn't know, um, we didn't expect it for a moment to be as busy as what, what how it's been. Um, and it's good, but it's nowhere near as good as what people think it is. No, no way. Like, it, I mean, I mean, it's at the time when we opened, no one else was doing what we were doing. Yeah. So that really caught, you know, I think a, a moment and there's been this a bit, you know, a boom of other, you know, types of restaurants doing it. I'm not saying we were the first people to create a, like first a... First person to do pasta. Right? <laughs> uh, pasta, but in, in, the, in that format in London, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure unless... There was someone else doing it. Well, I didn't he's, know he's, the the subtext here is he's basically saying Stevie Pyle's a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie, I don't know if you ever heard of uh, a restaurant I like to call Bella Pasta, <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure they were doing it before you. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, it, it's it's really not easy to do what we do. Um, I don't think it's easy to run any restaurant. Anyone that runs a restaurant, I mean, you boys know it's like it's really if you want to do it well. Uh, and you've got integrity with it, it's like, it's 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 full on. And doing what we're doing there in a really simple format, uh, to deliver that on the amount of 
pastors that we're doing every day and have that continuity and re retain that quality that we we aim for I'm not saying we hit it all the time i mean you know we've got duds going on all the time but uh that's the intention i mean that's really hard to do and it's very different to trulo where trulo is a way more creative and passionate and a bit more of like my background of cooking like of working in restaurants where everyone's just a bit more i suppose um they're a bit more uh, they express themselves a bit more freely what we're doing at Padella is you've got to have the systems you've got to have the processes you've got to get it locked down because if you're doing between five and seven hundred pastas a day to 500 people and you're serving them and you want to do it the way we do it I mean that I've had to completely uh teach myself a new skill set which I'm not yeah. very good at actually um uh like there's now better people within the company that uh, that are better at doing it because my focus isn't you know I can't stick at it for that long yeah um, uh, I, had, I had exactly that conversation um, today with um, Tim Hayward and I was saying about running a place like Sons and Daughters versus a restaurant it's an entirely different thought process the basic inherent thing of you want to put out something delicious and you want there to be <coughs> hospitality and people to have a good time but yeah. the fact that you're dealing with systems and and uh, more of a repetitive thing even though I know a restaurant is repetitive and mm. consistency and all the rest but the idea that you're sort of engaging a different part of your brain is mm. definitely a yeah yeah totally a, it's a different skill well, set entirely uh, and also just stuff that we you know we knew that we'd be coming up against it but you don't know until you actually get into it um, and if you don't have the experience of being from that type of restaurant then you've got to learn it or you've got to have other people teach you how to do it or you've got to go, or do go through the mistakes of, um, of uh, you know um, and, and then you learn that way but with our bakery and our um and our uh central hub that's been a really important part of what we do now because without it it doesn't work because we realized a load of our processes that um you know just it, to get continuity again it just didn't work doing it in our tiny little like rinky dinky kitchen and so that's taken a load of time to figure out how it works what we're actually after with it um what's possible from there um getting the right team training it up and you know so all of that stuff and then the, i suppose the third part was uh, the, the big B, like it was, it's just like we 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 started looking at sites a while Barata. ago. Uh, <laughs> um, we started looking at sites probably two two and a half years ago, and we were close on a site in Kings Cross, but realised that in the time of negotiating that lease, which was quite a long time, I think it was probably like six months. Even in that six months, like we started to see the market change and the uncertainty start happening and that, the horrible situation of all these places on the high street starting to collapse. Mm. And, uh, and so for the first time, the, the pendulum started swinging back to where it was actually in 2010 when we opened up Trulo, which was after 2008. And you realise that, you know, that, 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 that these like insane rents, that, you know, landlords, maybe not the big, you know, corporate ones with the, the huge sort of portfolios, but individuals they were a little bit like christ i've got empty empty shops here um and so it started to change like that i don't know if it's going to you know if it's going to go particularly far but it didn't seem nearly as you know the, 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 these onerous leases that were that have been you know existing for the past however many years that's basically playing all of us out of it unless you're a big chain with massively deep pockets mm. uh that felt like it was starting to change and we were about to sign into a lease that possibly was going to tie us into a historical lease of the last sort of like you know five years and we we're like well why don't we just wait and see what happens and let's see what happens with brexit 
but Brexit then continued yeah. and it then didn't end. Yeah. Um, so that that was the third reason. It's a long answer, but that but it's it's um, and 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 by our nature, Jordan and I a little bit we 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 sort of like I suppose veer to the side of caution a little bit more than just like rolling it out and like you know and and going you know you know being gung ho, which probably works against us at times. Um, uh, uh, and at the same time, I think you know we are where we're at and we're quite happy. We're still in charge of what we do. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. So back back to the beginning of of your career, you, well, to my knowledge, you were at fifteen, which mm. was a huge kind of presence, I think, at the time for. The kind of, I guess, the Shoreditch food movement, and you know, obviously Jamie behind it, but that sort of felt like a new beginning for, in a way, of how restaurants were viewed, and you know, a young team of ex-offenders. I think often, I don't know in mm. your case, but how how was that for you? And and mm. did you realise you were part of? I suppose it's hard not to realise when you got Jamie at the helm, but you know, did you realise you were part of something that was possibly driving things in a new direction or? Um, I don't know if I knew then it was uh, uh, driving something in a new direction, but I definitely knew that I had uh, that I had lucked out, um, and it felt like I had like I had a lottery ticket uh, that was um, and and it was a winning lottery ticket. Um, how did you How did you come to work there? By chance, um, I um, I uh, robbed so the bank. Or? Uh, <laughs> uh, so there's uh, thank you. It's delicious, by the way. Um, Surely going on the drop app, it's a Grunewaldlina from Austria. <laughs> um, I is a long time ago now. Um, what was I doing? I was living in Reading where I grew up, and um, uh, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I left school at sixteen. Um, I enjoyed being at school, but it was definitely never going to be for me. And I started to do A levels, and my uh, head of year. Uh, at that time, after a few months, pulled me aside, and I think because I was basically smoking a lot of weed and like, like playing golf. I think a lot of the time, or like playing golf, or tr- trying. I mean, like there was a golf course near our school. I mean, it was a shitty golf course, but like that's. Nice. What... I mean, side note: we should get out on the course. <laughs> yeah. and... I mean, I don't think I'm playing. I'm fucking hopeless. But like, anyway, that's. Uh... I don't even like smoking weed, but I'd be up yeah. for smoking weed and playing play golf, golf with you. It'd be yeah. great. For um, and uh, so he said, he was like, "Look," um, and he'd known me throughout my whole school because it was the same school as sixth form. He was like, I, 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 I don't normally do this with students, but you're going to be all right if uh, you leave it. And either you got to just start turning up, or I think it's probably best if you leave uh, for your own sake. He's like, you know, and, and we by this point we'd known each other for years, so it was just, he was more like being that's a mate. Yeah, that's it was cool. actually really good advice. Um, and um, and I was like, I think you're probably right because it basically other friends are doing. I didn't know what else to do and. Anyway, so I, I, I dossed around for a couple of years, um, and but started working in restaurants. Um, and like my first ever restaurant I worked in, it was in the Oracle Centre in Reading. And uh, it, Oracle is like is, is the big shopping mall there, like Westfield. Mm. And uh, that's generous to the uh, Oracle in Reading. I'd say <laughs> shout out to Reading. Big up Reading. Um, and uh, there was. I remember there was this like huge application form and it was like a snake and ladders thing where it asks you questions and then you end up in a point and like, fuck, I could have ended up in Topshop, but it ended up in Old Orleans, which is like, Old Orleans <laughs> is like a TGI Fridays. Right. 
And so I was like, I went along for an interview. It had nothing had opened yet. And uh, uh, they gave me a job. And I uh, uh, I started off on, on the microwave section, the microwave and the fry section. And I fucking loved it. Uh, like, I loved being in the kitchen. I loved, like, the teamwork. I loved all the banter. Um, and um, I mean, dad had owned restaurants, so I'd kind of been around restaurants growing up. But What sort of restaurants were they? Pizzerias. Um, so I'd, I was used to being in restaurants. But I think there was a little thing of, like, I'm not going to do what dad does. I'm going to go and do, you yeah. know. Uh, anyway, so I really started, I, I, I loved it all bit. Like I was doing nachos, like in like mm. jalapeno poppers. Uh, Lush. Delicious. Uh, but I mean, I, I really, I really did. I really enjoyed working there. It was all, all good times. Anyway, I'd start, so I'd started to become a chef, right? And then I did the other sections and the fajita section and the steak section. Um, and, uh, and then, but still I was like, fuck, I'm not going to stay here for the rest of my life. And then I saw Jamie do this interview and talking about setting up 15 and I didn't really know who he was, um, but I did, you know, because Naked Chef had just started, and but everyone had been started to talk about him, mm. and um, uh, and I was like, that's the guy who goes around on his bike, you know, pucker, pucker, pucker. <laughs> and but I was like, I remember seeing one of his shows when I uh, and thinking he's a really cool dude, like Christ, if like I could ever work, I don't know, I can't remember exactly why. But anyway, this turned up, I got the opportunity, so I wrote a letter, and then that was the beginning of it. Uh, you know, I got called to go for an interview, and then within. The space of about six weeks, I got chosen to be part of fifteen, and then I uh, started coming up every day from from Reading. And then after a while, the commute was just so full on that um, God bless him, uh, he paid for uh, a flat in uh, in Hackney for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I moved up, and then I was eighteen, and that was the beginning of it. Wow. Um, and sorry, I, I, like it's a long, long winded answer because no, your question was like how did I get on it which is that's how I got on it and how how did it affect me I didn't know it was going to be a movement but it totally without question transformed uh, my life there's no doubt yeah. about that because um, it was the first time that uh, A I really enjoyed it like I used to enjoy sport at school but I was never going to be like never any good at it and I was never yeah. going to make a career out of it uh, um, so I really enjoyed it but except for it was, the golf uh, like, except for the golf could, and you could have been a contender yeah it the weed yeah uh, and then, uh, but not only did I really love it, like playing sport, but I, uh, for the first time, was like, I found that I was naturally gifted at it. And so, um, uh, and then the training was a me- like insane. Like, I think, think back now, like, it's just like, I don't think there's, any, there's anything like it. You, you know, it's one-on-one tuition from amazing chefs and all the chefs that he had got at that time were pretty much all like X River Cafe right. or somewhere amazing. Um uh, and you did two weeks on the exception. So, you know, butchery on the grill, like uh, pasta, bakery overnight. Um, and that was kind of like maybe uh, uh, about three quarters of your week. And then the rest of the week, uh, you did a little bit of like MVQ stuff and then lots of sourcing trips. And that really, I look back and, you know, aside from falling in love with pasta, um, and, well, aside from going, I'm going to do this as a career. Um, and I totally like, I'm, I am like, this is it. And I was hooked. Um, and I loved being, uh, you know, carrying on from Old Orleans. But I was like, this is obviously a whole mm. other level. I never really, you know, never been to nice restaurants before. So, you know, being in London and being exposed to all that, I was just like, fuck, this is this is it. Um, and I was really conscious that this kind of setup does not happen. Mm. Um, and so... Because you, is that because it was set up as this 
you know, with such an educational angle to it, mm. you know, in, I suppose in a traditional restaurant, there's no way you're cycling through all the sections every two weeks and actually yeah. being taught. It's sort of slightly more sink or swim and yeah. fuck you, you stay here for... But that's not my the, experience of kitchens. Is it not? Okay. No, not really. I mean, I, but I absolutely know that that for sure is prevalent and yeah. probably like the majority of kitchens, if you think of like the thousands of restaurants around the world, the majority are mm. like that. Yeah. But my experience has been slightly different um, and probably because it was shaped from then, realising I'm not going to... Well, actually, once I finished my long monologue, I, 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 the, there was one place I worked after there where uh, it taught me I don't want to be around right. what, exactly what you just said. Right. Um, but I, um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think probably because that's how I was taught, and it was way more about nurturing and encouragement and uh, and really dedicating time into other people uh, to help them develop. Um, that that probably stuck with me because that's how we've always. Um, uh, trained and taught people with, who've been part of our teams, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, but the whole combination of it all of of being in the kitchen, yeah, but then getting out on the road and going to meet farmers and you know going to Cumbria and meeting Peter Gott, who dedicates his life to producing amazing middle white pigs in a small holding, you know, could earn a load of more money doing something else, but goes no, 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 I just want to create the best middle white pigs in in the UK. And at the same time, we'd go to an abattoir that Sainsbury's used and do the comparison and be like, look, mm. this, is the, this is the, you know, two ends of the spectrum. And not only, you know, these are the reasons why you pay four pounds more a kilo for that shoulder report from Peter Gott up against the one from Sainsbury's or probably even more than that. But uh, and, uh, and then also you, as a I think as a human, not even as a chef, but as a human, you, it transforms the way that you approach food and cooking because you have a whole new respect for. Uh, uh, like the the work that goes into it, you have a whole load more respect for the animal that you're eating. Um, you get totally engaged with like you know the that you know people talk about the chain that happens when you know uh, about the, you know from farm to table. But mm. if you really like you know there's a you know good buzzword to put on the menu or like you know or in your press release. But when you really understand what that's about. That energy is like it totally changes the way you cook food, mm. uh, and you know that's this a pig farmer. Well, not, I mean, as in like out of all the suppliers that you use. So, as the years have gone on, we're going to like work you know as much as we can directly with people, um, or, or if they're a supplier bringing in stuff that they're they're like minded. Um, so, I mean, a year and a half of that was just like it blew my blew mm. my brains and uh, and and set me up for sure. Um, and so forever I have an amazing sense of gratitude to Jamie and the guys there and like yeah uh, yeah it's insane that he was 26 when that happened insane was 26 yeah fuck yeah. isn't that mad that like you would have come into like a bit of dosh like he did and then go do you know what rather than like you know get the fat pad like the fatter pad I'm sure yeah. he had, you know he probably had a nice pad at the time but whatever it is that 26 mm. 27 year olds would spend money on he's like he was he's like you know what yeah you know i'm sure he's parked you know his family were going to be all right but he was like the idea of doing that everyone's telling him not to do it uh but he stuck by it and that's you know it's no surprise to me that he kicked on to become who he is uh because he had it back then so being around him on a regular basis when as an 18 year old was like uh, you know he's he's passionate about food but he's just passionate about life has he been on this show we're trying to get no we've been trying you know years. if you could put in a put word in a shout Tim if you I could, mean I, I, he's yeah you'll you'll see if you get him on he's just like you'll you'll walk away going 
that's like one unique human being right mm. there. And he was like that back then. Did um, you ever get stoned and play golf with him? No. Yeah. no. So there's a bit of a, in the, um, not even in the, well, especially in the sort of foodie Twitter wanky verse, there's a sort of Jamie's brilliant, we love Jamie, which Sam and I probably broadly fall on that side. I do, I definitely do. Um, or, yeah, right. certainly the first things I ever cooked were from his books. Yeah. Um, and and then there's the sort of, yeah, but, I mean, I would s- s- say reluctantly, but probably fairly, people who don't fully understand, like, the ins and outs of a business as big as something like Jamie's Italian, who are like, yeah, but he fucked over these people and he fucked over those people and da-da-da and left people out of pocket. Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to be same side as us, but that do, do you sort of find it frustrating if people don't don't fully grasp the sort of messianic <laughs> vibe because clearly you know he he has that no i don't think so it doesn't it certainly doesn't like i, I think there's probably misinformation going on I'm, I'm not saying that like people you know whatever it is the back the the backlash of um uh all the repercussions of jamie is going out like you know i don't know what what exactly what you're talking about i'm sure but i'm sure it happened but ultimately uh and not just jamie but anyone that's like really going for it and genuinely trying to make a difference with, mm. you know, yeah, up for making money. Like, you know, and he's not shy from, that's okay. like, you know, that's okay. Like, if for some reason people find that, like, that they can't palette that one, mm. um, uh, it's okay to be, you know, uh, to have that vision and want to be successful in that respect. At the same time, I think he's done more than any other well-known chef, I would argue, in the world, um, uh, to make real impact and real change to society. And I would... I would I would put it out there that probably he's had more of an effect on uh, the way we consume food and the way we approach food than anyone else has in the last 25 years. And if you think about the fact that we all consume food every day, uh, in the Western world I'm talking about anyway, um, uh, in, 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 in terms of yeah, his, yeah. Uh, um, his outreach, um, I would say that uh, that's pretty phenomenal and people should consider that when they start you know, giving him a hard time for mm. other bits. Of course. Uh, because he's the first the one to hold his hand up when he's fucked up. Um, yeah, and also I think the interesting thing I always thought with the whole when James Italian um, collapsed or whatever, that, that everyone forgot, like, that was a fucking amazing chain of restaurants when yeah. it started. And, yeah, you know, made overreach and mistakes made, as you say, that he held his hands up to. But <clears throat> that was an amazing place to eat in, in this country yeah. for a really long period of time. If when I used to be in a band and like you tour around and if there's a Jamie's Italian in town you'd be psyched because you'd yeah, be like yeah. that's a good dinner tonight Yeah. where a lot of other places that was not an option yeah. you know yeah and, and it was affordable and it was yeah. a cracking wine list that they used to have there as well yeah. but you know look I mean as anyway, it's, it's not it's not on you to sit here and yeah. defend Jamie but um, I was, you know it's he's obviously the sort of foundation stone of, of where you've got to so you, in this particular market the fact that you've got a restaurant Trullo that's celebrating its 10th anniversary mm. this year um, mega chapeau uh, yeah. when you, you opened that place w- w- you know what was the d- d- it was your and Jordan's first restaurant presumably mm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, did you just think we we're going to open a little cosy neighbourhood Italian and see where we go or what was the or was there a uh, the intention was that um, what we were we had the idea for Bedella before we had the idea of Trullo. Right. But we and it was slightly different. Um but we 
we went and spoke to a couple of people to borrow some money, and just ba- it just sort of loan sharks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, exactly that. Around the yeah. Hybrid corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but take we- this watch. Take <laughs> this watch. <laughs> um, but we went and. Um, yeah, we spoke to people and and, and uh, they were just like, look, we don't, I don't, we don't really get it. Uh, and the truth is back then it, it was, it was the march was on with things like Jamie's Italian and Carluccio's and High Street transforming and Byron. And um, and so this idea of a single item pasta venture, there were other people just like, you know, uh, no. And also I think they were, they were right. I think it probably wasn't really, yeah. and we didn't know what we would, you know, it was like, if we look back, if, if, I, I, I hope we've got those old business plans somewhere because it'd be really like, be hilarious to look at it. But anyway, we had the idea, people were like, nah. And so Jordan and I have been working together um, in, a, in, um, in Oxford and uh, um, uh, he'd, he, he wasn't cooking, but he'd come, he's, a, he's an old mate and had uh, always shown an interest in food and I was desperate to get some chefs. I was like, mate, look, I literally cannot find anyone. So do you fancy coming out uh, and helping out for a little bit? To which she was like, all right, yeah, why not? You know, and, and so it ended up being about six months, maybe a bit more. And in that time, we, um, uh, aside from the Padella idea, we'd also gone, uh, sorry, we'd come back. Sorry, so I got that wrong. We, we were in Oxford. We came up with the idea with Padella, although it wasn't called that. We came back to London, tried to make it happen. It didn't happen, but we were both having to earn a, earn a wage. I went and worked at Morrow, and he went and worked at River Cafe, front of house. And um, over that period, which ended up being about two or three years, uh, we were like, look, we, you know, he was working front of house at Morrow. We'd always wanted to do Italian food, but basically we were still like, no one's doing good Italian food. And, and you know, well, there aren't, there aren't many good Italian mm. restaurants unless you spend a lot of money. Um, so we couldn't afford to eat at River Cafe. We couldn't afford to eat at Morrow properly. We were like, let's open up somewhere where, and I worked at St. John previously to that for a couple of years. We were like, let's uh, like bring all of that knowledge of like the skill set, the professionalism, like the culture, uh, uh, all the love that they had going on, and let's put it into a small neighborhood restaurant and, uh, and let's see what happens. So I think 10 years on, it's the same as what we intended it to be. Um, it's become part of the community. Um, I mean, it's a bit bigger now um, mm. and it's a bit busier now, but I think it still chimes with what we set out to do. That It's still relatively affordable. Uh, if you come, you know, we're using all the same producers uh, uh, and farmers as all the good restaurants in London. I think we're, you know, we're certainly not more expensive than anywhere else. And um, I'm not saying we're cheap by any, any, <laughs> any stretch, but it's... So um, you, don't, you don't have to keep count, you know, it's... It's well, funny. I just no, like... That's the thing, especially with the River Cafe connection. Everyone says, we use the same supplies as the River yeah. Cafe, but we charge a quarter of what they charge. Because that is possible. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it turns out they're a rip-off. <laughs> um, well, alleged, not even allegedly. I'm yeah. flat out calling it. I've never been. You so. can't say that. You haven't been? No. I've been. Well, so if somebody else it's wants great. to pay, I'll go. I mean, there's a lot of carpet to clean there. Um, yeah. uh, just, just, you know, get uh, tiles. Do you think it's a rip-off? I don't... Uh, I mean, yes. Like, I, I would... Uh, sorry. I, OK. It, f- for food... If you're just going to define things by food GP, it's a rip-off. If, if you want to factor in everything else and the lovely ambience and the low setting and the great stuff, then there's the, everything's subjective. But objectively, based on food GPs that most restaurants charge, yes, it's a rip-off. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like, see, I look at it broader than that. I do. It's bigger picture, I, I, No, 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 but I include all the other bits. Because I'm like, it's not all about, like, the food costs. Like, that's not what you've set your GP for, right? Um, I think it, I think that to sit in that space any time of year, but, you know, especially in the summer, like, I, I don't know anywhere better to sit on, an, on a sunny summer lunchtime and have a long lunch. The way they look after you... Two words. Brasserie Zadel. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good comeback. I can give you that. Uh, I was joking. That's awful in the summer. It's, a, it's in the basement. It's Hitler's basement. It's what in the basement. About? You love it in the summer because you are a vampire. Yes. Sorry, Tim. No, I, sorry. So, so that's why I, I, I'm I, not dissing the River Cafe having a night. No, no, but I'm, I'm, dis- not, I'm, no, not I'm discounting you your like value for money isn't about the food. Uh, isn't always about the food. I don't disagree. Right? I don't disagree. So that's you. You 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 need to include other things. Don't get me wrong. It's extortionately expensive, but when it's good, rip off. I'd say that. <laughs> but when it's good, I mean, it's fucking amazing. And then, like you know, like what's the point? You know, like I love restaurants, right? And and I'm like, it's probably like I've had some of my best meals of my life in there. Um, and I'm like, that's worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say the River Cafe is the sort of place where if money were no object, I would go to, and and geography aside, I would go to a lot Mm. because it is fucking great. But I know I can eat food that's as good in countless other places. So why don't you come to Trulli? I've never seen you in Trulli. What's going on? You're never there. (laughs) (laughs) Lady motherfucker. I saw you there two weeks ago. That was Uh, my party. uh, uh, I'd be... Okay, I went. I went. I always get significant moments in in um, my life. So I went. In, last time I was there was paternity. So it was two years ago. Paternity leave when we had our second. Before that was with you. Yeah. When something yeah. bad had happened, and then. Oh yeah. And then. I've, I've been loads, mate. I went there when you just opened with uh, noted then noted food blogger now noted food PR Hugh Wright. Who uh, I I don't remember f- feeling strongly either way, but he said he it was a good line, but basically based on Jordan's parentage, Jordan's mother being Lulu, and said I like Trello, but it didn't make me want to shout, which was quite a good line. <laughs> did that did it did that go out into the like the that went into the blogosphere? What, what do you mean you don't lie awake at night still thinking Oh my God, I can't believe you wrote that. I want to bring that back. We, I want to like. like <laughs> Make out that someone said it like recently and like said it to Jordan. Okay. Well, I'll write a fake TripAdvisor. Like we should say as well, the last time we were in Cholo was your 10th birthday party, which thank you for uh, letting us attend. And it was quite fun, God, wasn't well, it? I, I mean, genuinely, I'm not saying that just because you're here, but if, if ever one of our restaurants uh, reached such a uh, distinguished age, I mean, what a great party. Like, the food was killer and... Oh, that's nice to hear. They, uh, I was ill, I'm afraid, so I stayed for about an hour yeah. and went home to bed. Like shit. You still, you, I, still you, didn't, you didn't, didn't come across that way. I, I was like, had the shivers. Form. Maybe it yeah. was just. I, I mean, I got ill afterwards. But you still got a few through a few Negronis there. Damn right, I did. Yeah. You got to drink through a fever. Yeah. That's I, what they I say. I had a huge amount of pate that, um, so which makes me ill. But the pate was so delicious, so I thought I'd eat it anyway. Happy and days. also the kale, kale on toast. toast. What? What? Oh, you cavolo, yeah, yeah, the cavolo, yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. cavolo Nero is the greatest substance known to man. But I'd never had it like that, and I, I did that for my wife's book. Are you in a hurry? No. Okay. Um, are we? Well, I going to open another bottle, but yeah, yeah, open a bottle. Um, but I, I did that for my wife's book club the other day. She said, "Can you make me something that oh, we nice. can give?" Did you, her was, have you got like a uh, 
like not, a blender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. Is, is that the right techers? Mm. Yeah, we don't have a blender. I mean, we got a Nutribullet, and it doesn't quite work the same in Nutribullet, but yeah. Right. You need a Thermomix, apparently. But I just did it with garlic and sort of chocolate. You don't have a Thermomix in your kitchen? No. I really like that. No. That's, that's, that's old school. Down to earth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You have a Vita prep, isn't it? I don't know what that is. You're a fancy blender. Well, just a really high like power a blender. Like a Nutribullet? No, no, no. Like a Vita prep, you put, like, you could put metal in it and it smashes it yeah, up. Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But, like, since I got these new, like, toys that, like, I was talking yeah. about earlier on, I'm like, what the fuck have we been doing? Yeah, exactly, you're fucking around with a Nutribullet. <laughs> well, so so a knife and a pestle and mortar well, all so these years. Chris, you put chicken stock in that um, kale that you did? The cavalo. Yeah, the cavalo. so. Um, well, it's a type of kale, isn't it? I, we do sometimes. I don't know if we did that night. It was lush. Good. That um, was good. Can I give you the opportunity to talk about and plug your lovely book? Uh, sure. Called yeah. Trullo. You are the author. Trullo, the cookbook. Uh, <laughs> pouring. Absolute pro. <laughs> I just tipped wine all over everything. Uh, Trullo, the cookbook. Yeah. It's a beauty. Fantastic book. So basically I would just Thanks. commend listeners to buy it. Oh, that's, yeah, it. that's nice. Yeah, please, get, you know, like... Uh, uh, it's labour of love. It's like absolute bonkers. I wrote that at the same time as opening, um, opening up uh, Padella, and um, uh, I did this stupid thing of going. You know, there was a, I think there was like eight eight months to do it, and uh, just kind of like kept like just just Kicking going. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do two weeks here. I'll do two weeks there, and and inevitably like it all came together. Like Padella was late. Because uh, I was like, our planet said it like we're not doing it at the same time, but it ended up that Bedella was late, and yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a ball ache. Sam Clark uh, has got good advice on writing books. He's uh, he's like, just write a recipe and a method one a day, and if, you know, over the course of the time that the publisher gives you, and he's like, then it's a breeze. Um, what about the testing though? That's the ball ache. The testing, something else, but it's, it's the writing that's like you know, writing recipes and writing methods is like, it's fucking. I mean, it's like, you know, endless. It's really boring. I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> I hope they work. So I think, like, I, I loved, like, you know, wanted to be a writer and a semi became I did, I did write for a while. and That's kind of, like, refreshing, isn't it? It's nice, yeah. I, I, so my memory of this wine was it's a bit richer, which my, I thought we'd do the greener first, but actually this is yeah. super, super like zingy. Effervescence on the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And actually, I, I love to write, but I, the recipe writing, the intros are fun, but even that gets a bit repetitive when mm. you put the recipes themselves like, oh, my God, it's about the most boring thing you can do. I mean, yeah. so Nigel somehow makes it seem like he's actually enjoying it. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know. he's good at writing as well. Yeah. That's, you know, like yeah, people, you know, um, they're like, oh, you wrote a book. I'm like, I wrote some recipes in a book. Got a really good photographer, Elena. Who t- Elena Heatherwick, she's amazing. Uh, I highly, you know, like um, I, she's yeah, uh, she's the, she's the real deal. Um, and had, yeah, good design, good team, good team that made it happen. So yeah, it, you know, um, you know, proud that it happened, proud that it's there. Presumably, there's a potential. Quite useful. Book. It's useful for like um, you know for um, cooking from cooking from for the kitchen for the guys in the kitchen. Okay, good for funny enough, and I recommend you know people out there for um, recruitment. Yeah, yeah. The reason I worked at Morrow's because I had the book. The reason I worked at St John's because I had the book. 
the reason yeah, people true. go and work at a river cafe a lot of the time is because of the book. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's another reason to, you know... Yeah. Uh, that's a good show. It's not particularly sexy, but that's uh, we are on a, you know, a food podcast here in restaurants. So it's a ve- this is a very sexy podcast. Hugely sexy. Yeah. Uh, what are your cookbooks that you go to when you're at home? My, well, the places, as I said, well, the book of St John. Like I got the, you know, I fell in love with it. So uh, and I think I still, I still go back to it. When I forget my brine recipe, I'm always like, I'm going there. And it's quite nice because I worked there for a while. In my book, is like. Uh, throughout it like people who wrote on different pages and it's just like so many cock and bulls in there and and like, in, like that's I don't know what it is with chefs like just cock, cock and, and bulls ball on every every page like coming yeah. out of like an ear mm. with a bit of spunk like you know over there or like chefs when just, you do a doodle oh I so, see so, so I work there and uh, as a you know you get I given see, yeah, gifts sorry that really right? took me a while to yeah, yeah. right and now so you, yeah. You get given a book when I you leave. I thought it was like food yeah. stylists. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no, it's like gifts of the uh, 20th century. 21st. Yeah, I oh, write yeah. drawing cock and balls. Yeah. yeah, well, and the twenty first of your Lee Tian and and yeah. You know. Well, Lee and I started yeah. together um, at at St John. Um, is Lee like because obviously um, for people who don't know, Black Axe Mango is basically over the road from Chulo. Is he like, oh, you're making your pasta, and you're like, oh, you're putting some Szechuan peppercorns in. <laughs> uh, um, we do you know what? Right, we're really good mates, and we've have been like, and Kate as wife and. Um, I think we used to see each other a bit more than what we do now. Like, it's just like, it's, it's like we're literally two streets, like, uh, over the road. But I think we're both kind of, like, here there, and everywhere. Um, but uh, I love that he's on the, on the doorstep. Best brunch in London by a long, long way. People yeah, don't know so that I about Black I'd love to go. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, there's deep, deep love between uh, Lee and I. He's going to help out with the St. John, when, you know, we're doing a to celebrate oh you, you mentioned that you, yeah. uh, the, the, the launch you we're mentioned a, it at the party yeah we're doing a, a St John um, St John are coming to Trulo uh, we're doing a St John Trulo night but because I as I said Lee and I started together um, uh, we're going to like with Fergus do a collaboration and then like, have a ticketed event um, and uh, like yeah we don't normally do that shit uh, and I mean, we, we won't buy a ticket, but we're ticky off, so you will send us some tickets. There we are. So I'm sure. Love to come. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, didn't say it was going to give us tickets, but. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, I had a, go on. I no, tried to follow up, but it's gone. Okay, should we quiz? I know you're a big listener to the podcast, so you what's, know, what's you know fine well that we quiz. But it's the quiz is in two parts, the quick fire what? and the overrated, underrated or correctly rated. I don't know what this is, but... It's... You'll survive. So I'm going to ask you some questions <laughs> yeah. and you're going to answer them. Yeah. Uh, there's no wrong answers, unless well. I disagree with them. <laughs> uh, okay, so the first part is the overrated, underrated or correctly rated. Yeah. So I'm going to throw some stuff at you and you. So I've got to say if it's over, like you're going to say, is it overrated? And I say yes or no. Or? You say it's overrated, underrated, oh, or options. correctly rated. Okay, fine, yeah. fair enough. Okay, so we're opening Always with one that we ask quite a lot on this podcast, but you are a great person to ask. Overrated, underrated, or correctly rated, Cacio y Pepe. <laughs> uh, overrated. Yes! Victory for me for once. Why is that victory? Because that's what I think. 
Oh, right. And everyone was always like, no, it's correctly rated, it's brilliant. I think within the context of London, anyway, I, yeah. I think globally, I think it's an amazing dish. I think it's an amazing dish, but like, I think people like, I, I think it's disproportionate uh, uh, the way that people talk about it. That will simmer, that will yeah. simmer down, you know. It's fucking great. But though. it's amazing though, isn't it? That uh, in all seriousness, not dissing Cacio Pepe, but like you get one dish that's that specific and that sort of small in a way, like it's two things or whatever, but that people yeah. are that buzzed about and will talk about for such a long period of time. People still are like, oh, Cacio Pepe, it's still a thing, isn't it? I know I bang on about it. Yeah, you, you really must do. agree. I know, but oh, you I must agree with that. No? I, just, I just banged. I just fucking right. blacked out there. Fuck off. Uh, okay, uh, overrated, underrated, or correctly rated, horses. As in to eat or to ride? <laughs> Just the question is horses. <laughs> what's your feeling on I horses? I mean, correctly rated. Yeah, do you think people dig a horse or... I mean, what's not to like I about dig a, a horse? pony. Well, but then they can kick you if you walk behind them. Is well, that true? I, I, well, the truth yeah. is I'm a little bit scared of horses, but um, I love I love the idea of being able to, like... And I go to Montana and ride, like fucking, like you know, yeah. and go for it. But I fell off a horse when I was a kid. I've never been back on one. Oh, really? But police horses, that like you know, when you go to the football yeah, or something, big, aren't they? yeah, yeah but they're ride. friendly. And then like you know, the, <laughs> the older <laughs> I've got, the more courage I've got, and you go and be nice to them. All right. Yeah. Why can't horses kick you with their front legs? The knees don't bend that way. Do they not? I don't know. Probably not. Come on, you know about horses. Seriously, but why is a horse dangerous you know to walk behind? Horses, not in front. I used to. Mate, there's a reason people say kick back. Uh, kick okay. back. Is that what is that what comes from? Probably. Okay, uh, overrated, underrated, or correctly rated, pizza. Oh, correctly rated. Highly rated? How do you rate it? What, pizza? Yeah. I mean, it's like... I mean, it's my go-to. It's like, you know... It's, it's, it's uh, The reason I ask is often we do on the quickfire pizza or pasta and make people pick, and you're a pasta maven, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, I might even go... Um, I might even stretch that to underrated because, like, I mean, there's a lot of like pasta uh, pizza out there, but um, when a good pizzas, when is a good pizza? Like, let's face it, like, it is one of those golden moments of, uh, you know, I think probably goes in the top three food items to consume in the world for me. Um, and the good thing about pizza over pasta um, is it's still good cold. Um, yeah, true. Uh, and you can eat it on the move. You can take it away and get it delivered. Like, I mean, it's a good thing. It's like, you know, it's it's been well thought through. Is there... Uh, is Pasta, there a, Pasta's got, like, a shelf life of about two minutes, then it turns into... Yeah, but is there a gap in the market for... Is there a gap in the market for cold pasta? <laughs> well, you know, pasta like, salad. Like, exactly, but can you bring... Because oh, I always wanted... Two pasta. words that should never be No, but together. that's what I was, He fought so hard at, at Sons and Daughters. I really wanted to, to put pasta salad on. Takes like, two to fight, and you fought very hard in the opposite direction. I did. What I was, was like, in the pasta salad, though? No, but I was like... Uh, I didn't... We didn't come up with a specific one, but it was like, how do you make pasta salad cool? Because people buy a lot of pasta salad. But you people know, vote Tory. Yeah, but but do a good Doesn't pasta salad. Right. I reckon there's we, no such thing. I reckon we can beat Padella. <laughs> Let's open a pasta salad joint. We'll have queues out the door. We'll call it pasta <laughs> salad by date. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible joke. Um, no? The reason I'm just going to put in, again, why I think Cacio Pepe is amazing. Um, oh, pizza okay. is. It's a question again. No, no, no. But, but going back Keep to the, also the pizza. Also, the pizza. Well, you've gone back to pasta because well, you've you gone back to fucking cold pasta. <laughs> is. The uh, the sort of pureness of it, like margarita, basically, what is it? Three ingredients, four ingredients, maybe. Mm. Rubbish. Cacio Pepe, 
three or four ingredients Rubbish. and it's the purity of it that really is what makes it very yeah. well no I, I i'm in agreement with you but within the context of like how it's being it's, disp- yeah, it's I, got a I, disproportionate I, amount of like uh, airtime. Hence, yeah. you ask the question. Yeah, can't sure, do, yeah. I can't um, disagree with yeah. that. I, I, yeah. Which for me actually is like a bit sad because like it's it's a it's a wonderful dish, uh, but then the expectation is something that you know it's just like it's it's amazing, but it's not you know. I think people need to calm down. Yeah, and, I remember and, Tom Bing saying ten years ago when everyone was going wetting their pants about Byron, saying, oh, "I agree with everyone saying it's those who say it's just a burger." Huh. It's just a burger. Yeah, like, yeah, chill yeah. out, everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. When you go to Rome and have it, though, yeah. like, and you go to a really good restaurant and have it, and like there's a dedicated section to them doing their cacio e pepe, that's a whole other level. And so, you know, I would stress people there who, who uh, think that, you know, cacio e pepe is like the be all and end all. Like, you haven't seen anything yet. Go, go out there and, and try it there. What do you reckon? That's, to, that's the real deal. What do you reckon to restaurants who. who you know, serve their um, pasta. Maybe it's a ketchup pepper. Maybe it's carbonara in a massive wheel of parmesan. Just never quite got that. Like, and just uh, as in, like. So you hate Gloria? I love Gloria. Do they um, do that? I think they do that. Yeah. Do they? I saw in. Um, uh, if, I, if you invite me to your house for dinner and you do it, that's fine. Isn't it a bit like? <laughs> I invite you to my house for dinner, but I won't do that. Isn't it about? Isn't it a bit unhygienic to do that? I don't know. What do they do afterwards? I, you know what? I never. You wash. You just wash the inside of the cheese and. Why don't you wash? I mean. It's what they have big plastic ones in the front of Waitrose the other day. They were selling pieces of Parmesan from a big plastic Parmesan. Mm. So maybe that's what they've got, Gloria. Maybe they're just tricking everyone. They borrowed one from Waitrose. Mm. Um, moving on, overrated, underrated, or correctly rated circuses? Uh, I mean, I went to Cirque du Soleil. I went to Cirque du Soleil the year, like, I don't Fancy. know when. Uh, and that was amazing. And then my memories of a circus when, like, in, a, in you know, in in, uh, in the olden days of circuses, um, uh, where there was actual animals and stuff, I remember that was awesome as well. Like, yeah. I remember like having big bowls, like things. Mistreating animals is awesome, says Tim um, from Padella. <laughs> uh, as a five-year-old, so I was seeing Nelly, and you know, and, um, I think probably um, are they even rated? I don't know. I think people in my Does head like I'd like to go to circus, but it's tricky because right, well, they, they, they mistreat the animals, rated. don't they? Yeah, um, like that's sort of, a fancy like, circus. Like a fucking like you know on tour like yeah. uh, like ones with the animals. Yeah, I mean I don't. Papa does Lazarus. that still happen? I think so. But yeah, yeah, big time. But in, okay, so then, in Europe, then I don't know if now. That, I, I just don't know if that's <laughs> thank God. That's that's definitely uh, what but what are you feeling about ring of fire trapeze trampolining yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so, so correctly rated that correctly, if yeah. people even rate it I don't know if they do how do you like, feel about them indifferent but indifferent gross yeah. have you been set soleil no but that's not so is that, there's, there's no animals are there I think Tim's it's advertising for animals it's and stuff it's like, it's a, it's like, like the circus they, they, are they, you in their are you in their pay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, They're all back there. The catch of Pepe, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Overrated, underrated, correctly rated. The music of your childhood. Oh, I mean, like, what was it, and is it underrated, correctly rated, or overrated? Well, that's terrible. It's awful. What's awful? Well, it's like, what's he going to say? Savage Garden. Well, what about when, like, what, 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 what was playing in the house, or what I used to listen to? Like, as in, like, what my mum listened to. Yeah, like, when you were a kid, what were your mum and dad listening to? Well, Do you that think was, that, that music like, is overrated, underrated? I mean, my mum was... It was my mum, and she... 
Oh, no, definitely. Um, I think it was correctly rated. There was a lot of uh, Annie Lennox. Uh, there was a lot of Kate Bush. There was a lot of... Um, uh, I mean, she was like... Oh, so she had some good, pretty decent like, but it wasn't, music. Yeah, but it wasn't like... Annie Lennox? Is that good? Which one is not term? On. I don't know. Uh, struggle with Annie Lennox, I've got to say. Cut rate rock set. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that you know... Anyway, so that correctly rated, I think, yeah, you know, she was she was solid, and then mine probably overrated. I mean, if I think back, apart from um, I miss my, you know, there was a phase in my life of drum and bass, um, and uh, I wish I was still into it because like, were you going sort of like the punchy or the more jazzy sort of quite punchy? Um, I used to go to like the the raves. sort of bomb funk MCs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what was that? It was like Skibbity and DJ Hype and like, Hype, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we used to go to like uh, to like Milton Keynes and Birmingham World and Dance like, Events and like go Take and loads like, of these. Uh, and yeah, uh, but I used to love it and allegedly. Um, and then I was into the Britpop stuff for sure. Um, I think you know, probably like correctly rated, correctly actually. rated, correctly rated. Um, I was, you know, fortunate to see a whole kind of plethora of bands that. Uh, Did you go to Reading in two thousand six? Seven, no. damn it, uh, seven. That's Why? Big What's night. your band? Well, uh, long story. We don't need to get into that. Well, Reading two thousand seven was my first festival, and some things. Oh, I thought it was when you announced your. Happened. I thought Reading two thousand seven was when you announced oh, your. Oh, ninety seven was the 90. year I went and took acid and went crazy. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Which year did you? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, it was our last gig. Was at yeah. Reading Festival. It was uh, a sad affair. Can I have a few very quick? Oh, like, one last one on that was I forgot. Sorry, Gypsy Kings was a huge part of our <laughs> Gypsy Kings. Gypsy Kings was a massive part of my. How do you feel about Gypsy Kings now? I, uh, I, they that? are underrated because <laughs> yeah. if you listen to the Gypsy Kings' greatest hits, I mean, it's like, the shortest album you'll ever hear. <laughs> uh, it's. It, I mean, like, I mean, it evokes so much uh, within my conditioning. Uh, that I can't like help but listen it from start to finish. And I don't. When was the last time you listened to an album, like one to fifteen? Uh, quite, uh, by the Gypsy to, Kings, I'd say never. By but. any band. When was the last time you did that? Mm. Quite. Come on, yeah, you do that a lot. I would do that. I would yeah. do that. Yeah, probably. But I'd sort of listen to miserable music. So yeah. you sort of sit there and you just need to get to the stage where you just start weeping. By the yeah, end. yeah. Yeah, but not the Gypsy King. Uh, okay, totally second, second part of the quiz: Quickfire. First answer that comes in your head, and you're welcome to expand. Uh, what's the scariest film you've ever seen? Freddy Krueger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I, I don't know which one, but like, um, I remember watching that and uh, as a like a I don't know ten year old boy and like literally pissing my pants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. F- H- how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, Thirty six. Okay. Wouldn't be the first one, probably then. Um, First one's really scary. No, no, no. we movie. used to watch them. We used to go to the video shop. Yeah. Uh, uh, God video masters. Like you know, and like and uh, no, no, we've watched. I mean, they used to watch them all. Uh, there's a thing in like boys at yeah. a certain point where you want to watch all those films. Nope. They know who they're made for, no? Nope, definitely. No? Never did that. Oh, like Jason I did it when I was a kid and was scared. but I was always petrified like I couldn't hack them pet and I'd cemetery. pretend to watch them a oh, pet cemetery that was good The Exorcist I mean that's that's, yeah. that's still scary yeah um, they used yeah. to remake a pet cemetery haven't seen it I'll put it on the list I can't wait uh, to um, what's the best dish at Padella um, what's the best dish I like at the moment we have um Tortellini's in uh, in in Brodo, just because it's you know, as you've you know rightly pointed out, like it's 
peachy is very simple, but it's easy to put together. But I think that one's nice because you you know there's you got to make a consomme and the filling's delicious, especially when it's with grouse. At the moment, it's with duck and uh, with duck, and uh, so I think that's today. I mean, it's my favourite. You ask mm. me tomorrow, it'll be something different. What's the What's the one that sells like the most though? No, you didn't no, ask that. no, it's just my your favorite. personal thing. What's your favourite thing on the menu? Yeah. Let me rephrase it. You ask the question again, because like, that's not right what I just said. Okay. Yeah. Because you can... Like, oh, he's not cutting any of that. No, 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 no I'm not cutting it. What's the best dish at Padilla? Uh, it's coming on soon, when the nettles come in. <laughs> no, no, when it oh, comes in. But my right. favourite dish, by Have you got your way, PR in your ear? Is tagliarini <laughs> with nettles and the egg yolk on top. I okay. fucking love that dish. Um, and we can only have it on for a few weeks. So, I mean, it will be like in the spring. Mm. But like, that's... Every time that comes on, only because we can have it for a, a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I always look forward to it being on when it's on. I eat it every day. Nice. Yeah, so that's it. All right. Uh, if you weren't a chef, what would you be? Ooh. Stoned golfer. But apart from that. I really don't know. What would I be? What's your dream thing if you're like, oh, I'd like to do that, and not like, oh, I want to be a can I, Matthew can I, McConaughey or something? Well, I can do anything. Yeah, but, but not like dreamy, but like you'd be like, Give oh, I fucking, might do that. Don't ask a hypothetical question and not let him... You just, like, you pulled it back then. I was about to be yeah. like, yeah. I, you know, okay, I was right, basically okay. playing for England and about to score. Okay, but yeah, but, but that's... Uh, which no. sport? Stone well, golf. most... I mean, uh, you're right. That's because like, that's what everyone wants to do, right? Yeah. What do I want to do? No. Um, Some people want to be like a computer programmer. So I'd be, what, what uh, here's do you want to Oh, yeah. Go on. No, I want Tim to answer. I want Tim to answer. What's your dream? I'd be like the polymath of your. I'd what? be not a polymath. Don't be I'd greedy. Be, Pick uh, one thing. I want Tim to answer the question. Uh-huh. All right, you think of your answer. Well, well, I know what my answer is. is. Do you know what? Recently, um, with this, with the new space, um, and you'll see. Uh, I mean, it's it's beautiful what our designer has done. I'd Who's like your to, designer? Um, Lisa Harmanis. She's like she's been with us since the beginning. She's fucking amazing. Um, so what's she done between the openings? Just well, she has a company out. called Day Studio and she oh, does okay. all kinds of other things. But she's amazing. I would love to have a brain like hers. Or uh, um, one up from that for me as an architect. Like if you could design like an amazing space, uh, whether it's like a home or like a, or a huge like, I don't know, like a communal space, uh, that for me, I'm just like, that's fucking genius. Um, and... You give so much joy to people when you create a space that uh, people feel um, uh, feel like that they are uh, at one with themselves within. So when any time I go to the Tate, I'm not like you know, it's been good thought put into this space. Yeah. Uh, or you know, so See, that, I think an architect would be a good one. That's a really good answer because James is going to say, "Oh, my dreams to be like a nude rodeo rider or something." So let's see. Uh, it would be. I, I just want attention. So it'd either be. a fucking good professional cricketer or a very successful musician or a very beloved actor hold on I didn't hold on, hold on, hold on. you said I wasn't allowed to go down that route of like, no no you know, then I tried to say yes you are you like fantasy well, then fuck, like, the I know Sam fucked I, it up like, I, just, like, <laughs> I know I was like Tim <laughs> what a dull answer okay no architect no, no, that's not a dull answer I can't say word my last well Formula 1 then like like. ah really yeah nice there you go what kind of driver would you be though are you well, sort of veggie center or sort of grinding it out? Well, I'd like to think, and I've I've, I've like done go karts with like the um, uh, with the um, with the little bumpers on. So yeah. uh, it's as far as I've got so far in my career. Okay. But still time. I would like to think I was like racy, like on the edge of the seat, like center, and like a bit fucking aggressive, and yeah. you know, 
uh, but have the tactical like nous of Schumacher um, uh, and be a world champ and uh, go around the world um, and have by those things, especially in the eighties, having the yeah. best time yeah. out of all the sportsmen in the world. Because totally, basically, yeah. you don't have to be that fit. No, totally. Um, Sponsored by cigarette companies, brilliant. Uh, and <laughs> you basically, you know, you get in the car and you do your thing, and then you, you know, you have a party. I mean, that's um, nice. What's what would yours? be your serious thing there? What are you saying? Being a being a professional cricketer <laughs> is not serious. Uh, not for you, no. Oh, well, that I could actually have done. You know, like, in the way that he actor. said... He said, actor. <laughs> I could actually... I'm not saying I could have been a successful one. Oh, right. Well, like, what? The f- a fucking lawyer? Nothing. Prime like, Minister. Okay, hold on. Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. How about yours? I mean, you've yeah. been up on stage. Oh, I'd be Christopher Nolan. I would just be Christopher Nolan, but with better hair. You um, can't fucking direct your own diary. You can direct... Right. That's my dream thing, is I would be Christopher Nolan. Uh, but you said okay, fine. All right, all right. Yeah, all right. right. It didn't work out well. What's your cheese of choice? Cheese of choice. Yeah, you have one cheese oh, to rule them all. Um, are we allowed to like? Depends on the year, uh, like time of the year. Well, you have no, one cheese. Don't, one cheese. Don't, okay. Don't, all right, don't be that all right, all right, all right. You're on, uh, a, you're on an island with one cheese supplier, and the case oh, play with one t- cheese. Okay. Oh fuck! Probably rock for. Really? Like a really, like, yeah, probably. I think that's the second shout for Rockfall. It was uh, Osh from um, the Guinea Grill. Like, really kind of like, you know, slightly, slightly, even a little bit like crystally, like, oh, fuck, I'd, I could do something now. Okay, and the final question of oh, the quickfire and the of the podcast uh, What's your favourite city in Italy? Ah. Uh, um, ah. Uh, that's, that that really is quite difficult to answer because sure. that really does depend on the time of year. Yeah. And Almost. without getting into wanky, nice. oh, I'm watching season. Yeah. But, like, it's true. Yeah. Like, if you're in Rome right now, I mean, Pinterell's been around for a little bit, artichokes are just coming in. Uh, it's a fucking sexy place to be anyway. Uh, I would be saying that. Yeah. Venice, similarly, like, we're coming into some stuff soon. It just, you know... I think probably Rome right now, but if you ask me in the summer, I'll be saying Palermo. Um, okay, but you're about to be kicked out of London. People are chasing you out of town, and you have to pick an Italian city where you're going to go and live. <sighs> Got to pick. Tough All right, call. fuck it. I'm going to go Palermo then because over. Yeah, I go, if we're going to have to, like, I have to live there. Yeah. And, like, I'm being chucked out of here. You are chased out because you, well, did, I always you think did something, something really awful that I'm not going to tell you did, like but it was bleak. a continent within itself. It's So there's, uh, I think, there'll be, you know, I just, I fucking love it there. Have you been, have you been to Sicily? No. Been, no. Oh, man. It's Maybe just this like, year. It's just like something else. It, 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 it's like nothing else, sorry. It's, it's really, you don't think you're in Europe for half the time. And the food uh, or the produce the produce is like beyond anything else I've seen in the UK um, and yeah it's just the nuts and the wine I like and the people are like mental uh, and I love them for that and uh, yeah so Palermo because on your doorstep you can move around yeah I mean I think, you, you can't go many places because you did something really bad in London before you left so you need to lay low in Palermo is all I'm saying there we are there's the peach cacio pepe that was it could have been could have been James, what's your favourite city in Italy? Um, probably Florence, but I'm not 
that to live work. though to li- I, I don't I don't, I'm, I've spent more time in the countryside in Italy than in the cities yeah I spent a lot of time in Chianti as a farmer killing chickens <laughs> and making love to pigs <laughs> lovely stuff uh, Tim <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast and congratulations 10 years uh, Trillo is amazing and uh, best of luck with the opening well, bless you. It's been open Trillo. on Thursday people yeah. Padella Fifth Street as we said oh. before Tim arrived uh, he's happily willing to deliver a 100% discount for any listeners <laughs> subscribers to tick you off just show that you subscribe and it's a 100% discount thanks uh, for having me boys it's been a pleasure thanks dude thank you uh, tune in next week when we've got author of the Flavor Thesaurus Nikki Segnet goodbye goodbye say bye Tim